podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Jones! Bowden! He's got it! England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins! Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. Hope you're coping with the last weekend of lockdown and ready to re-emerge. That is if you're allowed to. Sorry for those people who are still in Tier 3, but in Tier 2, I'm sure you're already booking up restaurants and so on. People are going to go slightly, go slightly mad, I reckon, uh, in the last couple of weeks of December. And God, what's going to happen when it all does open up after Christmas and New Year, hopefully, with the arrival of the vaccine. It's going to be like the Wild West, isn't it? With people partying everywhere come sort of March. But we've got to cope with the next few weeks. And luckily, there's a lot of cricket on, actually, at the moment. Suddenly, there's this sort of glut of cricket, almost. England in South Africa, that brilliant first win in Cape Town. There's Australia-India as well. The second match in that one-day series is Sunday early morning. I'm actually hosting that for BT Sport. Starts at 3am or something on Sunday morning. Goes on till the, the middle of the morning. So that'll be quite interesting. There's also West Indies against New Zealand. Uh, so lots of cricket this week. And actually, uh, lots of cricket on our special club as well, our virtual club, worldsbestcricketclub.com. We've got Alistair Cook on Monday and Graham Swan on Thursday. I'll tell you about that uh, a little bit in more detail towards the end of this show. But uh, just to say, those are coming up uh, in the next few days. Just recapping on England's brilliant performance in Cape Town on Friday night. Uh, actually, it sort of reminded me a little bit, actually, watching Stokes and Bairstow there of that amazing test match in 2016 in Cape Town when of course Ben Stokes got his extraordinary 258 where he was basically trying to hit every ball for six towards the end of that innings and he and Johnny put on 399 for I think the fifth wicket which was an England record uh, and it was Johnny's first test hundred and it was at a ground a venue where you know he had kind of good memories actually because his father played there quite a bit and I think used to go there on a hosting tour you know when Johnny was was quite young so there was a little bit of a connection a Bearstow connection there with Cape Town and so it is quite a sort of proud place for him and it's quite interesting actually just listening to him talking after the game about the the impact of playing at Cape Town uh, the the beautiful surroundings that obviously inspired him and also the fact that England's strength in depth especially in the batting order enables them to overtake and overcome really quite challenging targets seems to be one of my favourite grounds, like, like you say, and um, I quite like it being my favourite ground. It's an amazing place to uh, uh, to come and play cricket, like the sun going down today over the mountain. and um, It was just unfortunate that we didn't have a, a special crowd in to, um, to witness a, a game like that because it, they would have thoroughly enjoyed it. With the strength and depth that we know we've got in the batting lineup, uh, you, you're always in with a chance. Um, it needs a, a partnership, doesn't it? And uh, we built that partnership, uh, Ben and I, and then um, yeah, went on from there. So, look, what was the what was the stat that you mentioned with four overs to go? Sorry, fifty-one needed from four. Yeah, see, I didn't even really register uh, that. It was we were we were pretty pretty happy with with where we were uh, where we were at. Obviously, we needed one big over. Um, and we know that the, the guys that we've got coming in um, can clear the ropes. Uh, as long as I'm contributing and 
uh, putting in match-winning performances, whether that be opening the batting, whether that be batting at four, uh, batting at six previously, like I have done, then uh, so be it. So Bairstow proving he's so adaptable uh, can seem to be able to bat practically anywhere. And, and that, I suppose, is England's great advantage as they try and prepare over the next few months for the World T20, the next global challenge for the team. I suppose you, you could also think that it's the World Test Championship as well. That's going to happen in the summer in June. But uh, for, for the one-day side, for the white ball players, the World T20 in India in October, November is their real target. So that was a great start in Cape Town. Just a couple of things to, to tell you about. Uh, firstly, the new issue of the Cricketer magazine out this week. Um, it's a, an, an issue which we, we focus on all-rounders. So we mentioned a bit of Ben Stokes there. His picture's actually on the front cover, but partly because we, we write about his antics in the IPL. But uh, the, the front cover is dominated by Ian Botham, Lord Botham. Uh, it's uh, it's this week. It's his 65th birthday. We've already done a, an interview with him on this podcast. You can go back and listen to that one uh, that came out last month. Monday, but uh, the Cricketer magazine really covers his story in depth. Hugh Turberville went and interviewed him up in the north, and so we've got six pages in the current issue on Ian Botham. Um, I've reviewed the IPL with Stokes as quite an interesting influence in it. We've got Jared Kimber on the science of batting and how you use your eyes in specific ways to be able to hit the ball because you can't follow it 90 mile an hour all the way down. So you have to kind of pick your moments in a way and batsmen have a sort of sixth sense. We've got the full county roundup as usual and an interesting piece actually by Izzy Westbury on why Pakistan players are still not allowed to play in the IPL. Uh, There's a sort of visa issue and and all sorts of kind of cultural and political issues that stop them from being involved, which I suppose you could understand if the IPL was in India, but not so much if it's in the UAE. So lots of really interesting stuff in the current issue of the Cricketer magazine, which you can get if you go to thecricketer.com slash subscriptions and order a, a subscription there for the next few months. There is a special offer there at the moment, given that it's Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that, so you can get a special discount on Cricketer subscriptions. And it really is a magazine that everybody is giving us great feedback on and loving. So really, to try and join our Cricketer club. And talking of clubs, uh, as I've mentioned, we've established this virtual cricket club, a, a live stream with a player each week. And we were supposed to have Alistair Cook last Thursday, but uh, we had some technical issues, or he did, so uh, we didn't have that. So he's now appearing on Monday evening, 7pm, in the World's Best Cricket Club, which you can go to, you can join by going to worldsbestcricketclub.com. That's in aid of the Professional Cricketers Trust, the charity that supports players who are having a hard time. And over the next few days, with that interview with Alistair Cook and then also with Graham Swan on Thursday night, we're focusing on the 10-year anniversary of England winning the Ashes in Australia, 2010-11, that series which was so much masterminded by the Andrews. It was the Andostocracy, I think you call it, don't you? Because it was Andrew Strauss and Andy Flower who really masterminded that Ashes success down under. And very much Alistair Cook and Graham Swan were key parts of that series. So we've got Alistair Cook on Monday night and Graham Swan coming to the virtual club on Thursday night. 
worldsbestcricketclub.com. It's £6 a month to join, but you do get lots of great assets for that. Not only the live streams each week, but also podcasts that I'm uploading and also blogs as well. There's a free book for those of you who are joining it over the next few days as a special offer. It's my new book, A New Innings, all about the future of the game, quite a lot about the IPL, quite a lot about T20, but also about the analysis of the game and how the game has really improved both on and off the field and what that means for the future of cricket. It's really quite a a book about the global game in a way and I think hopefully it has some fairly positive messages and some ideas about how the game can be promoted. So you get that free if you join up to worldsbestcricketclub.com and also just to mention... On this show, on Monday night with Alistair Cook, we do have a 2010-11 Ashes bat signed by all the winning team. I have that up to win for somebody who can answer a simple question. Alistair Cook will pose the question and somebody in the audience can guess the answer. The person who gets it right will get that bat. So that's another, hopefully, incentive for you to join our club and be there on Monday night with Alistair Cook worldsbestcricketclub.com and a final mention beer 52 they've really helped us over the last month or so supporting this podcast and our virtual club as well that's uk's leading craft beer supplier and we've been tasting some of their beers on the show actually and i'll tell you they are really fantastic so many interesting flavors i had chocolate milk stout last thursday absolutely delicious dark and reminded me a little bit of Theakston's old peculiar in the days when i hung out up in durham that really was a luxury taste it was almost like a meal in itself actually Theakston's old peculiar so some of the other craft beers that beer 52 are supplying are sort of quite similar to that actually in taste and style you can get eight free beers if you go to beer52.com slash cricket and all you have to do is pay £6 for postage and packing and you can get those eight free beers and you can taste them on the show when we're on with either Alistair Cook or Graham Swan. So I hope you can sign up for that. I really hope you can join us for Monday and Thursday night. Sign up to the worldsbestcricketclub.com and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.